What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 137 of the Miss Call Podcast. This is Cubwood, and as always, I'm here with Saucer Tori. And on today's show, we have our boy Fletcher. Yeah, uh, so this is a really long interview. And you know, sometimes when we get really long interviews, we like to just let those live on their own. And that's what we're going to do today. We're just going to let you get Fletcher interview, um, and we're going to keep our segments to ourselves this week. Now, we understand that there was some big news in Chicago sports. Obviously, Andy Dalton signing with the Chicago Bears over other options at quarterback is like maybe the Chicago sports dick kick of the year. And we're in March. Uh, so we, we definitely wanted to talk about all of that. But we also just we want you to get this interview. Uh, Fletcher's a really, really great friend of ours. And we think that he's a really great artist. Definitely one of the best artists in the Chicagoland area. Certainly the best artist in Joliet. Um, <laughs> SoundCloud rappers. Yes. Uh, but, uh, this is, this is a really awesome interview. He gives us some really good insight into his background, uh, and what got him started in music to begin with. We also talk about, uh, his new album simp, which you can find on all streaming platforms. You can find that on Spotify, Apple music, YouTube. You can do the same thing. Actually, it's really interesting. You can do the same thing Weird. with this podcast, Weird. with this podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple music, YouTube, crazy stuff uh so make sure you check out simp by fletcher make sure you check out the uh the miss call podcast tell your friends about it tell your mom about it tell your mom about it uh and we'll be back next week to conclude thick athletes month um thanks for tuning in uh, and enjoy the interview with fletcher we'll see you guys yeah yeah uh. Yeah. Well, hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave yeah. a message yeah. after the tone. All I got is missed calls on my line. Yeah, never seen a pick up right on time. Yeah, if I don't call back, leave me alone. Please leave a message at the tone. All I got is missed calls on my line. Yeah, never seen a pick up right on time. Yeah, if I don't call back. Now welcoming on our very close friend. If you don't know him, you're an idiot because he's on. He's our theme song, Fletcher. Fletcher, how we doing? Hey, what's up, guys? You know, just chilling. You know, relaxing, maxing, all cool. You know, drinking it's been some, two. It's been two years some since he's been last on. Has it been two years, dude? Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah. Well, that's the last time you put out music, so that's the last time that we had you on. <laughs> And and much like your latest album, uh, even this interview, we we had to uh, wait on it a little bit. So we're we're happy to have you on. Happy to have you here, brother. Um, congrats on the here, new man. album. Congrats on the new album. Thank I know you, sir. Did. Thank you. I know you worked exhaustively on it, uh, and there were some bumps in the road, and we're going to get into that. Uh, but I think where I wanted to start with this is that the it seems like the theme or at least the topic of this album is is love and what it mm -hmm. means to people and the different ways that it can uh present itself in people's lives where did you where did you get this idea to to center the album around love um and we should note that the name of the album is simp it, you can simp. find that you can find that anywhere that you find music on apple music on spotify uh youtube as well Yes, sir. Just uh, so he's, he's not the chick Fletcher. <laughs> no, I'm not. I am not the lady. I am not that white woman. Much respect to her. She's out there doing her thing, but that is not me. You'll see the big burly black man sitting in his with his arms crossed. That, that's, that's me. Um, the album Simp came, it, the, the idea like to the theme, theme it around love really just came from me spending a very extended period of time kind of in my feelings. And, you know, I, I kind of just, in, the, in, the, in that time frame, I kind of wanted to get a lot of understanding. So I was talking to a lot of people around me trying to, trying to uh, gain insight on how to, with these feelings that I'm in, I was sitting there, I'm trying to, man, how do I, how do I make this move? How do I do blah, 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 blah? How do I make these jumps? I'm talking to people and then I'm getting their experiences, their interactions, how they've gone through relationships, how things have gone with them. And, and from that, I just kind of built along with my own experiences, and I, I just. I, so, are you a you simp, know? though? <laughs> Let's just be essential. I'm gonna be real here. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I am. I, I'm a simp. I can't cap. I mean, like, 
here's like the thing about simping. A lot of people think when you say I'm a simp, it's like, oh man, you're you're the type of guy that'll go go like do something extremely ridiculous for some girl that you're interested in. But like, because the definition of simp is to uh, to foolishly overvalue someone else, like put them up on the pedestal. But like, what's wrong with that? It's not, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's what's wrong with having a, an interest in somebody to to the point where he's like, you know, it's like not obsessive, but it's like, hey, I I truly genuinely care about this person. I like, I put them in a higher place, and they would, maybe they see themselves. But fuck it, it's like, I, I feel like we've created a negative connotation around that phrase, right? Like, oh, if you're a simp, then you know that that's somehow bad. You know, in, in a way that. That's simphood. Can we call it simphood? Uh, I thought you said simp wood. I was like, excuse me. Well, we could call you. (laughs) Call me by my first name. (laughs) Not your middle name. Um, (laughs) Actually, it's uh, L. And I don't know. I don't know how we've gotten to this point where simp is uh, simp is a a a bad thing. Um, Mm. But I think it kind of stems from the fact that in the world in America right now, we kind of have this hatred towards like, I'll say it like logic once said it, peace, love, and positivity is kind of corny to a lot of people, which is really, really weird. For real. Um, and I think that's where it stems from. And I think I, I would agree with that, bro. Like I, like I, I saw some game popularity within these last few years. And I think it came from like twitching, like people would sit up there, like, you know, people watch these Twitch streams of these girls they were interested in and they would send in money. And like, that's where people started calling people simps. And I'm like, that's not, it's not simping. That's just stupid. You're tricking. You're you're just tricking. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but like it's <laughs> I think that when you have an interest in somebody and you're willing to like you're in your feelings about it and you kind of just like that's what your mind is focused on. That's what you're trying to you're trying to gain, but you you can't lose yourself in that process that's that's the important thing about all of it you can't lose yourself within the process of the of the of the chase in that aspect you know the worst part about that term is like when you do something like small like trying to think of something small meaning like hold the tell the girl she's pretty hold the, hold tell the, the girl she's pretty i was thinking just hold the door open for someone simp shut up you leave hard eyes in the comments in the ig simp no, that is simping. That is simping. That is simping. You can't. You can't leave hard eyes in the comments. No, no, you gotta, you gotta do the worst, the the even simper way, or whatever, however you word is where you DM it to her with the hard eyes. That's even I hate, that I hate the emoji so much, like the hard eyes emoji. I don't even use that one. What about the I hearts the, around it? What about the? Hearts oh, I use, around I use that one. I use that one, but it's oh, only what people are interested emoji? in, though. My favorite emoji. Ooh. <laughs> is it something random? The original. Don't say the eggplant emoji. Hold on, hold on. We know you're better hold on, than hold that. Hold on, hold on, wait. Let me grab my phone. Let me grab my phone. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> he doesn't even know. So I switch your It's in my phone. pocket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, listen. I didn't, I can't, because the one that comes to my mind is like the the one with the really big eyes, like the 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 really the puppy dog eyes. No, not that. <laughs> yeah, that one. Oh, where it's kind of like this a little yeah, bit too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that the, sip, would be like the, the sip emoji. The sip emoji. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> but like the one right next to that is probably uh hmm. I'm trying to go through here and see what's the most consistent. Sauce, what's yours? Uh my most used or my favorite? Favorite. I think the one that has the most impact um is is that like this one the same one that he's talking about like that that's a really good one i also like uh sending a lot the the monkey with his with his hands yeah, over good, his eyes good, <laughs> i i like the smiley face with the tear it's like oh that's, that's a good one. one that's a solid one so let, let me get this back on track for just a second <laughs> okay. um do you think that during the process of making this album making this the the, the music that you've just put out do you think that, uh, number one, did you learn anything? And number two, did you kind of come to an understanding of, uh, of this word and uh, at least a better understanding of this, this word, this, this phrase, simp or simping? Um, and, and did you, um, how do I want to put it? Like you talk about not losing yourself throughout the process of, of, mm. of courting a girl or simping for a girl, right? Um, did you learn anything about yourself that way? Is I guess the way that I want to ask it. 
Yeah, I did. I learned. I, I did learn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I um, throughout this album, like I said, bro, I was like last year, 2020 was the you know, coronavirus that we were all in pandemic. Like things kind of just really slowed down for everybody. So I kind of was just living life throughout a period. And like there was a girl I was specifically simping over and I was throughout this period, I was trying to figure out the best way to try to bring this up, to try to do this. And like, I won't, you ever catch yourself like in thought about something and you kind of just let your thoughts like free range. And so it'll start doing things. You'll start imagining scenarios that don't even exist. Never even happening. Don't even, don't even have a chance to happen it, but it's all just popping in your head and you have to catch yourself like, wait, whoa. whoa. That only happens when I'm into somebody. So yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a, whoa, gotta. They say one back, thing and you're like, oh my God, they hate my guts. <laughs> and it's just, it's just that sensitivity. It's like, mm, you just go. You just gonna leave me all red all day? You just gonna, you just gonna, could be, could just be busy as hell. Just like, mm. <laughs> I gotta wait 30 minutes for a response. Ain't this some shit. You see, but here, here's where the, the three of us differ, right? One of these things is not like the other, where I haven't been in this situation in forever. It's been a long time where I've been in a relationship for eight and a half years. That's not a subtle flex. It's, I, I wouldn't even call it a flex. It's just the truth. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm also really happy that I don't have to live in the dating world that exists right now. Because from my understanding, what I have extrapolated from just talking to friends is that it is the worst. The worst. Yeah, absolutely. Like, bro, like nobody's really interested in actually like dating. Most people kind of just really want to most people want to fuck around. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah, you want to fuck around? Let's like, chill, fuck around. But it's like, nobody's really interested in the idea of committing to something or trying to go, you know what I'm saying? Because once they see issues in one little area, everybody's kind of like, mm, that's standoffish. We can just go ahead and look to the next person. But that's, I mean, that's what dating, dating's about. But it's like, man, like, how you gonna let the smallest of things send you all the way out to the left? You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, well... Go ahead, Cobb. The weirdest thing with dating now is like when people aren't aware of like what the person's looking for. It's really simple if you take a quick step back. Like, I don't know if he wants to just hook up or if he wants to actually be with something. I'm like, it's so easy. It's like, have you guys gone out in public yet? No. What do you think's going on? Right. I, I I don't know. I, I think that it's I think that it's really interesting, and obviously people are going to point to like nobody wants to commit, but like it, it's it's even baseline commitment, right? Like it's not like necessarily commitment to to between two people. It's just commitment to like uh, um, it's commitment to I guess I, I guess to to the, the dating. Idea the idea and the dating culture in general, like there's no commitment to it at all. I'm not shaming anybody for it. I I guess people can do whatever the fuck they want, but like, I I also still feel like it it creates a really weird situation and some really weird psychological conditions for people when like you, you're on, you're on Tinder, you're on Bumble or whatever app and you're just scrolling, 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 scrolling. It's the options thing. It's like, there's so many options. Exactly. That's exactly where I was headed. And, and, and honestly, yeah, that comes into play in a multitude of in a multitude of sources and places, dude. So like to sit up here and like to know that, oh yeah, like you got one person that you're interested in for a moment, but like I said, it's something that something that just throws you off interest. You already know you can go ahead and talk to somebody else and be on the move. Yeah. So it's like nobody wants to commit to the idea just that you know it doesn't have <coughs> Woo, hold on. <coughs> I had a Nick Barnes moment. Shout out to Pastor Barnes. Um <laughs> I, <laughs> I <laughs> I just, uh, you have to, when, nobody's condemning the idea of like a relationship. It never has to, like, we can be real close. We can be cool friends and be like that type of bond until it builds to that point. There's no rush, but you know what I'm saying? If the interest is there for that and you know that there's no interest there for you there, just just let a motherfucker know, whoosh, it ends right, right there. It, it, doesn't have to, it doesn't have to keep pushing forward. That way we both can go look in the opposite directions. Motherfuckers don't want to sit up here and be looking for you and you already looking. The, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. And what's crazy is we're in a world of like so much communication, but people can't communicate. You have so many ways of communicating with someone, but you still can't communicate. Hey, man, sometimes it's difficult, dog. Hey, I, I struggle with getting shit off my chest sometimes. I can't front, but. That's why like, you're an artist. Yeah. <laughs> right? Thanks. Like, I, like, I think, I think to an extent, 
artists in general, the, the reason they do what they do is because I think they have a hard time getting things off their chest, right? So like you might have a hard time Fletch, like having a conversation with, with people uh, uh, about what's going on, but like rapping about it, singing about it, that might come a lot more easy for us, yeah. right? As, as podcasters, people don't think about us as artists, but I think the voice in general is a muscle that you have to work. Just like uh, if you were painting or if you were drawing, whatever, um, yeah. we have a hard time getting those things off our chest as well. We do it here in these little boxes. Um, that was beautiful sauce. Thank you. I, I was going to say that was very beautifully put. But it's but it's it's hard to get those things get those things off our chest. But that's why I think we we do it through these mediums. Uh, it's because it makes it easier. Like think about a comedian and all the pain that those people go through uh, in their young childhoods, and they can't get that off their chest. So what do they do? They make jokes make about jokes. everything else. Right. It's it's a great defense mechanism too. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart talking about his dad <laughs> couldn't come up the steps. I'm pretty sure that's just traumatizing as a child. Like, dang, my dad can't even come in the crib. But that's funny as hell to hear about. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or or I mean, what? about the story kevin hart told about his dad showing up was it to the spelling bee or the school play yes. where no drawers <laughs> excuse me pardon me excuse me <laughs> <laughs> like there's a reason there's a reason those childhood memories stick out it's really interesting and if you if what's really starting to uh materialize here as we we do this interview is like we are really good friends because we brought you on to talk about your music and we're talking about the dating uh, the dating atmosphere in America right now, man. Uh, it's a session. We're not even we're not even talking about his music, which I, 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 love. I love. I know, but I love that this that this kind of a conversation can uh, can manifest itself here uh, while we're trying to talk about your your album. Uh, but it is also really interesting how the idea of simp, the idea of this album, can spur off into all of these tangents because I think they all relate back. Now, the next question I wanted to ask you, Fletch, was. Did you have a song during this process that was like your baby? Because I know you took your time on this. You took your time. You crafted every song the way you wanted it to be crafted. Was there a song during this process? You're like, this one has to be perfect. <laughs> Is it Velveeta? No, no, it's not Velveeta. Because Velveeta enough, smacks. That's, that's, not, that's not the song. That song has an interesting story. Uh, Velveeta has an interesting Listen, Cupid's Cal, Calico... And Sly were probably my babies on that album. Like that was that like Cupid's Calico took a lot for me to build because I got the second half of Cupid Calico's done first before I found the first half. So I, I made the beat for the uh, the second half of Cupid's Calico, and I already knew exactly how I wanted it. it was like, mm, yeah. Why did I just forget my own lyrics? I am upset. <laughs> that that dude, that transition in the second half of the song is my favorite part of the album. Just like, well, obviously, because I'm in it. So <laughs> yo, shout out to my shout out to my man here, Cupboard Woodington. I appreciate you, good sir. Coming through with the coming through with the goat. Like just and it, and it was just first off, I wish I would have been able to get all the pieces of it. Maybe when maybe if I make a deluxe, we're gonna get all of these little voicemails and we're gonna get it together for the bro. I'm in two songs, <laughs> sauce still hasn't been in one. Why? Why 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 did you choose violence? You woke up today and just chose violence for no reason. Who, no, me? No, oh, not you. <laughs> he just woke up and was like, yep. So yep. Talk about it. I've been in two songs. What's up? <laughs> No, I, I feel bad. I feel bad every time. The, I only, the only reason I get upset is because I've known Cam since. Oh shit! I just doxed him live on the air. The, I've uh, known Fletcher uh, since high school, right? And we've been saying since high school. This was at least eight years ago. He was like, "Yeah, bro, I want to get you on a song." So either one, this is the most forgetful man in America. <laughs> Two, he just puts up with my bullshit and, and tells me, yeah, bro, 100%. Or three, I, I, I don't know. Maybe he just hates my guts and likes leading me on. Let me tell and you wants something. me to be a simp for him. Well, 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 Cam, I'll save your ass. Cam, I'll, or Fletch, I'll save your ass real quick. One, you don't have uh, an iPhone, so you can't send audio messages. Two, that's all I have. Take it from here, Fletch. You, you had number one pretty accurate. I, I got to be one of the most forgetful motherfuckers in America. I, I can't even help it, dude. I, I've... Uh, this, I hey, to be honest, this guy forgot to release his album a couple times, so... Bro, remember... <laughs> remember 
Remember, I was supposed to drop Three Day Theory in 2018, and I'm like, all right, guys, it's coming out this day on this time. Woo, woo, woo. And then it got deleted. And everybody, then everybody was like, where's the album? Where? I used to text him paragraphs. I, I still to... have those paragraphs saved. I have everything still. I have screenshots, bro. <laughs> read one. Pull one up and read one, because those bitches were long. Hold on, dude. Hold on. You know, go this. <laughs> I can't believe you saved them, bro. I, I can't. Sa- I can't. I usually, usually, Fletch. I, I like to keep this on the rails, but I don't think that this is a this is an episode where I can keep things on the tracks. Oh, bro, <laughs> you know I'm pure chaos. You since you've known me, Ryan, when have I not been pure chaos? Like extreme. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I would I would say that you are the director of chaos. I can't believe you saved these. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This one, like, hey. What, <laughs> I had a message where it was like, hey, Cam, it's your boy, your ace boon, your shooter, your man in this prime. Everybody's here waiting for this album, so we can go ahead and hurry up and drop it. <laughs> Love you, man. Peace. I was like, yo, I want to know why. I want to know why. Like, I went back and, like, after looking at all of this, dude, and going back and realizing, like, damn, I really set up here and, like, I made people wait on my music in a horrible aspect. I'm sorry, guys. I feel bad now. Wait, was that but an actual text you just read? Yes, that was an actual thing I just read, dog. Oh, I thought they were longer. Hold on. You gotta give me a second. Like, threw me yeah. off. I threw you off? Well, you I, just started, I thought you were like, just. Oh, I thought I was. Oh, I thought <laughs> I he was started. giving a really heartfelt apology without looking at the camera. I was giving a really heartfelt apology without looking at the camera because I was sitting up here just looking at this like, oh man, I really like said, hey, this album's coming out that day. And then just was like, it deleted guys. And it got really sad about it at the house. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Hey, Cam, it's me, your boy, your day one, your shooter, your ski, your lover, your hater, your boy, your king, your ride or die, your man, your everything. Where is the album? It is July 6th. <laughs> I have tweets. I have tweets where I tweeted things, and people were just like, "Nobody cares. We want the album." <laughs> that was me. That was me. <laughs> Wait. Oh so how did it God. get deleted? Let's let's break that down. How did it get deleted? Um. And this well, was this was this was the last project that you put out. Mm-hmm. So back in 2018, I was working. I'll be real honest. At the time before before the uh, July 19th release of Three Day Theory, my, the way I would release albums or I would release music would be extremely last minute. The, the very day that I was finishing up last mix, trying to get everything recorded, trying to get all of that done, it would be the day of the release. So I'm trying to get all of this together, all of this handled at once. And... I ended up taking some of the files and I moved them into a folder that I thought was like the three-day theory folder. It was my fucking recycling bin. And I emptied the recycling bin. And I was like, hmm. Mm. I still I have a I still have a couple of, of Lucy's from what from what that was, but it it's it, and that the what whatever that theory was is just gone as hell. I got a question about the way you word your song, like the title of your songs. Do you do mm. that? So like if people type it in, you're the first one that comes up. Sort of, kind of, yeah, but it's also like the weird way I think about songs too. Like I just like I like a weird aesthetic with like song titles. I don't I, like simp spaced out. I like that. I, I like I like I'm very I'm very visual. So I like when I when I go looking for music, I look for things that kind of like catch my eye. Like if you're if you're a cover artist, something that's like very different from what I what I've seen, or something that just attracts my eye and nostalgia, whatever it is, you brought me in. So I'm I'm like all right, cool. Let me go ahead and check you out. I check your music out, and if it just if it touches me like that, that's that's me checking out everything you got. It's in from I, I feel like aesthetic is kind of a way to draw people in when they, you know what I'm saying? Just give them you give them some. Uh, my room is red right now. It's an aesthetic. It's something to look at, and then it changes. It's it's blue. Look at that. You can't even see me now. Now let's go. Look at that. It's green. It's something. It's it's just something to keep your attention. I know that we live in a world where we all have kind of like. Our, our, our attention spans have kind of been shortened. And so, like, little small things just catch your eye now. So. Feelings with a PH. 
Feelings with a PH. Okay, listen. That it's was just, just like fat with a PH. I don't know. Yes. That's I, like, I, I fuck with that. I, I, I was running back for the fat farm with that one. That's that's that was what I was coming. I was like, you know what? Also, the I needed fat farm. I needed I needed I needed everything to work fall into my idea for I wanted simp to stand for something. So I was like, all right, how am I gonna make this an acronym? S-I-M-P stuck in my feelings. That starts with an F. Fuck. But wait, English. That farm. PH. <laughs> PH. Oh my God. And this is like boom. So now I think that I think that every every artist has a really cool at least when you get to this stage, right? Like maybe you think like as as a high school, like, oh like I love music, but you don't really have the cool background. I think to get to the point where where you're at, where you're consistently putting out music, you're constantly working on projects, there's a cool background to how you got to where you are. As a kid, what were some of those beginnings for you in music? Oh, man, dude, some of my beginnings, I remember being, so um, I remember being three years old, I would go over to my grandmother Faye's house. My grandmother, I, right now I live in Maywood, my grandmother Faye used to stay over in Broadview, like on 22nd. We used to go visit her, like, I'd be back and forth between the houses all the time, it was between my mom and my dad. So i go over to visit them, I'm chilling with my uncle and my dad, and they always would have these music debates out this world. My dad was real East Coast with it. My, my uncle was very West Coast. He loved Tupac. Every, everything out the way. He loved Tupac, but he always brought it back to the East Coast for 50 Cent. He loved real gangster music. My dad was real more of a vibration, like a chill. So I'm listening to them try to go ahead and they, they, they argue about the music. Arguing would turn into all of a sudden, now they freestyling over beats. So it's like, what? where was the transition? So now I'm walking in. My uncle calling himself G Money. My dad going by D West. So I'm walking in with, you know what I'm saying? They looking at me, that's C Boogie. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm C Boogie. So now I'm trying to do like little goof. Like it's, it started, it starts right there. But like that never, that was just me getting interested. And I think from there, like music came to me consistently through my dad, my mom. My mom has like a whole bunch of like flip books of albums. She likes to collect stuff. So she has like flip books of old albums that she loves to listen to. And then my dad would just take me on car rides and turn his music all the way to the max and just ride through Chicago. So it, it all stuck with me until I got to a point where I was like, man, what if I tried to do this myself? And I got to high school. Now, when I got to high school- In Manuka, baby, down in the nook. <laughs> when I went, my sophomore year, when I moved to Manuka and I went ahead and we started, I started going to high school, I met, I met a uh, I met a kid named Marquise. Marquise, I remember Marquise. Marquise. <laughs> Mar Mar bro, Marquise was my boy. Marquise put me on with FL Studio, and I'll never, I'm forever grateful for that man because I literally could not get anybody to like, like I couldn't find a crack program. I couldn't, I wasn't there yet in tech to be like, all right, come on, like help me out with to do this. But like, he gave me the copy. He set it up on my laptop for me. And was like, yo, man, if you want to try making beats, go ahead and do whatever. So I knew a bunch of the homies rap. Uh, Santiago was rapping. My homie Chris Rubio was kicking flows. Uh, man, who else was rapping back? It was a few people rapping at school where we were trying to get everything started. So I remember I was like, yo, I'm going to go ahead and start making beats for everybody. I got started and I won't even lie. I made some awful, awful shit. <laughs> It was awful. There if was could, car horns and gooses and shit. Like, I don't bro, know what the fuck. <laughs> bro, bro, when I tell you it was everywhere with it. Like, I, 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 I had no sense of, like, tempo. I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew I was watching YouTube videos trying to figure out how to put everything together. And after spending a year doing that, trying to get better, my dad was very... My dad was extremely supportive throughout this whole process. Like I told him I wanted to do this. My dad has always been the type of person that told me when I was younger, I told him I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to go, you know, law school, do all this type of stuff like that. And he was like, mm. he's like, are you sure that's what you want to do? And I was like, yeah, you know, like, you know, it's a good way to make money, blah, 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 blah. He was like, he's like, let me ask you this. He's like, if you were to get up every day to have to go do a court case, like you have to get up at 5 a.m. in the morning and you were, you know, you had to do this, that, and the other, would you feel okay getting up that early for it? You know what I'm saying? Is that something that would bother you? He's like, whatever you choose to do with your life is fine. He's like, just make sure you love it at the end of the day and you can support what you need to support. And I was like, and, and that just, that that really resonated with me because I started to learn that I had a phone call with a lawyer. I, I got a, I had a little interview my sophomore year with a, with a, uh, 
with a defense attorney and she gave me the whole rundown of basically how it was just really boring. I could, and I just realized, nope, not gonna be able to do it. <laughs> not gonna be able to sit in the courtroom and just sit and, and chill and try to, uh, I can't, I, Interesting. I, can, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to sit still like that. So I just, again, this is where the music build came from. So, uh, I started running, running through like these beats. I finally got to a point. My dad was checking over me. He's like, yo, so let me see what you made. Let me see what you do. Uh, he he checked every beat I would do. He'd tell me like what I could revise and what I could change. Until I finally got to a certain point where he heard something. He was like, all right, cool. We're going to go ahead and get you more in tune with this. So he went and got me a, a few more things of equipment. He got me the microphone. He got me uh, a mixer. He got me um, these monitors. And he was like, yo, go ahead and create. Do what you do. And I was like, all right, cool. So... I started, uh, I kind of wasn't taking rapping serious. I was still more into the beat side of everything. My friends are at school. We're doing little cyphers. We were talking about doing it. You guys remember when Oldie came out? Remember when Oldie came out? Oldie uh, with Our Future? I don't. What? Hey. I'm not an Our Future guy. What? Wow. Yo, I, I, hey, look, I respect it. I'm, I was, wow, I just... Man, I'm not into the donut logo scene, you know. Um, I might have to put you guys on, at least to that song today. That's a great song. But listen, so that song came out. We were all talking about doing a cypher to it. Everybody wanted to rap. And they asked me, did I want to do a verse? So I was like, yeah, man. I had spent most of my time. We had this thing called resource, our free period. We, I sit there and would just, I wouldn't do my homework. I, I, like, it was already either already done or I was just going to wait till I got home and be lazy about it. I just sitting resource writing raps, trying to get myself a little, little bit together. Fast forward a little bit. We never did the cipher. Never happened. Me and Santi really just started getting more into talking about rap music. We, now we was uh, was was three six D a part of that cipher? Three six D. Do you remember three six D? I do not remember three six D. Oh man, I thought you might. Uh, he was uh, somebody with the high school with. He was. Uh, scrawnier white fellow who uh went by 360 and would would maybe spit four bars before he went on the bus every day they were all bad but um but yeah he used to he used to think he was the guy around manuka for for rapping but uh, i'm sorry for taking you off your track let's get back on track with your story <laughs> so it was it was uh the cypher never happened and you never were- happens Ne- like never like man we all kept talking about it. like yeah let's meet up after school we'll just go ahead and spit some flows and record it on the camera nobody ever did this so i was like all right i guess that's just you know i got closer with um with santiago i got to know him more i got to know chris more we started to talk more about music and things like that and they have been more on the endeavor than ever chris just had dropped a we this is coming more into our junior year chris had just dropped a mixtape called uh complicated start and wait 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 Who's Chris? Chris Rubio. He was a he was our homie from high school. He, me and me, Santi, we used to kick it with him all the time over at his house, and we would uh, he would have it. He had an MPC like piano. We used to play with. It. I was like, bro, he he was just a really good rapper, good friend of ours, man. Um, but we used to we used to um, Jesus Christ, we used to just kick it throughout those times and like me and Santi have been talking for a while about really getting serious about rapping and doing things like that and you know like I like I said I've been writing for a while so I was like hmm maybe I can make a little mixtape or something like that um, maybe I could do I don't I don't know I was still like real iffy about it it's, it's the summer right the summer our, our, of our ending our junior year going into our senior year okay I'm 16 years old it's right after the 4th of July. This is a real fast forward. I'm sorry this is like such a long story, but this is no, like... that's fine. We love this. And I think this is... Uh, <laughs> this is you're still referring to the Alucard days, right? Yeah, this is, this is the beginning, the beginning. Like, um, so it's July 5th. I'm just getting back in town. I, w- I went to Detroit to go visit my, uh, my uncle with my dad. And I'm ba- getting back in town. And one of my homies hit me up and he was like, hey, man. want to smoke some weed and i was like whoa 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 man that's whoa 
Hey, that's that's some real serious stuff, man. I was like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty young, man. I'm, I'm, I'm. Chilling. I've seen those commercials, man. That dog doesn't want me doing that, bro. Like they, they say you deflate on couches, man. Like what do you, what do you mean? That's but, called indica, son. <laughs> <laughs> but my my homie hit me up and he asked me that I want to smoke and like I was a little sly sixteen year old. I had smoked a few times, so I was like, yeah, man, I'm down, you know. Uh, I, I get all the way out back to, I was, I was standing in Joliet at the time. Um, I got all the way back out here to visit my grandmother, hanging out with them. Uh, my other grandmother was in town at the time and both of my grandmothers are good friends. So they decided to go to the casino together. And I was like, all right, cool. If they're going to the casino, I'm about to go kick it with my homie and we're about to go smoke. So I walk to the homie's crib, pull up, we, we get the weed. He, like we roll Instead of just smoking one blunt, like smart individuals would do at that age, we decided let's smoke three back to back to back. Oh no. So, <laughs> oh no. Me, my homie, and his dog about fried as hell in this house. Like, this is, this is, and this is one of the first few times with me. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm out of it. I, I have bought. I had bought $20 worth of snacks beforehand because I knew what I was walking into. I had Sour Patch Kids, Nesquik. I was ready. I was ready. Nesquik. Nesquik. I had Did you bring had a gallon sticks. of milk too? I Shit. Had, I had donut sticks. I had, I, <laughs> I had pudding. It was pudding. Oh my God. I was set. And it was all gone. <laughs> Bro, all like bro, we we literally like I I ate all of that. But we're, we're gonna get back to like listen, I was a different really? different person. Listen, listen, holy I told shit. you. Holy shit. $20, $20 of snacks. I ate all of them. Three back to back. So I'm chilling at Eddie's house. Well, I just kind of doxed him my fault, bro. I'm chilling at the homie's house. And we just relaxing. And like, I planned on walking home. So, you know, just so I could breeze out, air out, let my, you know what I'm saying? Get my senses back. Garner, garner everything I need. Because I've done this before. I mean, like, come on. I'm not going to get caught. I came home super duper high one time and ate half a rotisserie chicken from Boston Market and nobody said anything. I, I'm good. I'm solid. Yes, that happened. That's real. Hey, yes. listen, I could put down <laughs> half a rotisserie chicken myself. Don't you worry. And I'm not high <laughs> when I do it. I'm just hungry. <laughs> Bro, and it just, it just was what it was. Just but, goes down smooth. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm waiting. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm about to go ahead and head home. My mom calls me. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Now, listen. Anybody listening to this podcast, if you know Rita, if you know Rita, if you know Rita. I don't know Rita. I have put myself, listen, let me, let me tell you something about Rita. My mother is a wonderful woman. She is extremely passionate. She is very, very kind hearted deep down. But when she upset, ain't, ain't nothing, ain't nothing. <laughs> Ain't nothing in this world that really can stop. Like, it's nothing that can stop her. You know how they say, like, a woman's wrath is, like, the worst possible? Yes. Hell yes. has no fury like a woman's rage. Yes. And so I, I know, like, my mom is a, I'm, I'm a, my mom is a Scorpio. So, like, she's really, like, she's real. You guys up on Zodiac stuff? Nope. You got, I just I know, know I'm a Sag King, so that's about it. We love Yo, to see what? it. What? We love to Sag see it, dog. Sagittarius? Uh -huh. Yeah. When's your birthday, Ryan? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm I'm a Libra. You can You're call Libra. me Libra. It's okay. I I'm a you Libra. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro. Or a Libra or whatever the fuck. My, I don't know. <laughs> a Libra. <laughs> is that is it like Spanish to the Libra and Libro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. You're no, actually right. Don't listen to him. <laughs> yeah, don't listen is. to him. Yes, don't listen is. to him. You're a I Libra. Don't think, I don't think in the three years we've done this podcast, I've ever once listened to Cub. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. So back to it. So uh, my mom calls me. Hey, uh, what you doing right now? Uh, I'm at Eddie House. Oh, okay. I'm about to come get you. You sleep? Nah, nah. <laughs> no, I, I, could, I could walk home. No, no, listen. It's been a lot going on right now. I'm going to come get you. Just don't even worry about it. I'm going to just come scoop you up and we'll... We'll do blah, blah, blah. I'm coming back from a friend's house. I, I, Mama, let me walk. <laughs> I hang up the phone. I, I hang up the phone because I knew it wasn't no arguing at that point. I was like, mm, 
I was like, I'm gonna go stand outside. My mama on her way to come pick me up. And Eddie was just like, yo, get out. <laughs> Bro. So I'm I'm sitting outside on the porch. I'm waiting for her to pull up. Like I I waited on that porch long enough for me to be able to have walked home. I could have just walked home. I should have just walked home. I should have listened to my instinct. I went back in the house. My mom finally pulls up. I walk outside. She's on the phone in the car. She's talking to somebody. They're having a good conversation. Blah, 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 blah. I get in, sit down, and I close the door. And I'm like, all right, we just got to get back to the house. We just got to get back to the house. And it just registered to me that my mom stops talking. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let me call you back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You about to get your ass kicked. Cameron, it smelled like weed. Man, you know the lab- the neighbors were definitely burning some leaves the other day. That's that's, that's crazy. They they were they were trying to get rid of the, the pals pals back here. It was it was getting dangerous. You know we getting close to fall with it being July and all. Cameron, <laughs> Cameron, it smell like weed. And I'm like, well, I can't tell you what that smell is. You might just be smelling it in the air. You know we live in the we live in the neighborhood. Sometimes people just be walking down the street smoking. It just happens. Cameron, look at me. I look at that in my eyes. She's like, are you hot right now? I'm, my eyes about red as hell. And I just, I just like, I knew at that point, I was like, Cameron, if you lie, dog, if you lie at this point, it's just going to get a whole bunch worse. Yeah, I'm hot. I've never seen anybody do 65 out of driveway in my life. I, I've never, I've never been in a car going so fast out of a residential area in my life. My friend lived on 11th. I live on 8th. We got here so fast, you would have thought we blew every stop sign on the way here. I don't, I don't, I don't comprehend. My mom was just upset. So with this, it led into a whole bunch of like, I got I, I got put on punishment essentially for about three months. My dad took all my studio equipment out of my room, my, my laptop, monitors, anything that was electronic was basically essentially taken away from me. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is also the strange period in my life where my father also unhinged my doors. This is a, they, they, yeah, it was like that. That's how that's how heated he was about this. He was like, "Y'all, no, dude, you've been blah 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 blah." It's, yeah. So uh, the only thing I had left in my room was my lamp. <laughs> I had some blanket. books. They I took my books. bed. Away. They took my mattress away. <laughs> they took my closet away. I just had. <laughs> Like an Amish person's room. Yeah. No, he had a lamp. <laughs> no, it, was, it was candle. It was candlelight. <laughs> they left me a lantern. He's, he's like, he's and like, a oh, straw. my bed. <laughs> all the hell was my lamp? My bed, of course, but like, and like, I had like some books and stuff that I had to read, but I had a clock radio, right? And clock radio. Yeah, bro, it, it was I. It was my only way to listen to music, G, for that whole period of time. And other than riding in the car, that was it. I had to like, I tried to sneak my iPod and everything else would like, nope, that that quick. So, uh, I used to take time and I would listen to like whatever was coming on the radio, and I would just write to it. My, like, I, one of the first few things I can remember writing to, like off that clock radio was Versace. Like, as soon as Drake got the verse off Versace, but you said, I was like, like, I'm Numenati? Yes, it was like, yo, I wanted, I was like, I'm sitting here writing verses all throughout that, throughout that time period. So when it finally came time for me to get my stuff back, I had an idea of exactly what I wanted to make. And I made my very first song that, like, as soon as I got it back, put it out. That's, that is, now, I did not expect that story to have a conclusion like that. I didn't that, know but where that, he that's... was going with that. I, I trusted I trusted that he knew where he was going, so I let it roll. That's a really interesting story now. That's that that's that's how and that's how everything began with me like making music. I I I I started just in like like I said, it started for me just writing raps off the of clock radio in high school, trying to make beats for the homies, trying to do all of this, and it just that one moment of trouble was enough for me to be like, all right, let me let's focus in. I'm in trouble. Let, let's talk about how I feel right now. Could you do me a favor? Because I think that this is the inspiration for a really cool song. I think on, on the next project, or you could even make it a single, there needs to be a song called Three in a Row. And it needs to be a song about this journey, about this, about this journey yeah. where, you get, where, you, where you go through this process, you get grounded, but on the other side of it, you birth this, this career in music. 
it's 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 just my life. I realized, bro, in the strangest of ways, like in getting older, my life has been a extreme period of trial and error. I realized that in some aspects, you know how they always say, like, hey, if you don't have to bump your head, why are you bumping your head? I think sometimes I really do have to bump my head to realize where I'm at and how to get myself into like positions. So I, I I've I've there's been at least three times in my life where I can tell you throughout this music journey where I've gone through some very serious, like, life going on, like, life shit going on, like, just in general, like, whether it be, like, a time being where I got kicked out of my house back in 2017, where it brought me to make Static Volume 2, when I when I finally made my way back home. When I finally got back home is when I finally dropped that album. When, from Three Day Theory, going through a whole period of, like, depression and trying to get life together on that end and trying to get there to when we finally get in 2019 to even now where it's like with simp where i was like man bro bro if you would have asked me how i was doing like a year ago i would have just told you down tremendously that that just would have been it and like here it is now like (laughs) i'm still kind of like working my way through but we're definitely in a better place than we were if not you know what i'm saying physically definitely mentally and spiritually you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, I've I've known you. I, I know both of us here have known you for a long time. I've known you for a bit longer, and and to to know the work that you've put in, to see the journey you've been on, uh, and to to be able to say that you're my friend is a, is a really really cool thing. And I'm proud of you, buddy. I'm really proud that you you're at this point. Um, but I, I want to go back. I want to go back to our beginnings for, for just a moment uh, because, you know, there was a time where you and I were much larger individuals than we currently are, right? I think uh, my, my top weight uh, was around somewhere around 290 I was. Uh, and, I, and I know you've been on a tremendous weight loss journey as well. You've been posting some pictures recently. Oh, yeah. But, I'll just fuck off. Okay. Oh, shit. I forgot. Yeah, I'll just co- fuck off. Yeah, you did something. Well, here you'll understand. You'll understand in a second why I'm why I'm putting it on on the two of us because I I, I want to go back. I want to go back to for, to our beginnings, Cameron, in mm-hmm. uh, in Manuka Community High School gym classes where we had some characters oh, as gym teachers. Not only uh, did we did we have people like uh, like Coach Y, uh, Shout who, out to Coach Y, man. Who was, <laughs> Who was a character in his own right, uh, but we also had a guy like Paul Forsyth who was pumping steroids in the back room, and we had Jesus people Christ. all over the place in in that in that PE department uh, that really made you not want to be fit. Do you think that had any influence on who we were as uh, as seniors and and uh, freshmen in high school? Let me tell you, seniors in high school, freshmen in college. Let me let me tell you straight up, true dog. I took. My senior year of high school, I thought to myself, I was like, all right, Cameron, this has to be it. You're about to graduate high school. You need to lose this weight. You got to get cute, man. What are you doing? (laughs) So I was like, yo, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to work it out. So instead of taking like some cool gym classes, I was like, I'm going to take strength training. Strength training. (laughs) training Twice. I took it both times. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Sitting there in the back with Paulie Forsyth every single B-Day. So I want you to know, like, that right there, that experience, it did educate me. It let me know, hey, this is how you work out. It also let me know, I don't want to do this. (laughs) Why do people do this for fun? How do y'all sit up here and y'all pick up weights? Y'all do this all? That's fine. I'm cool with it. Y'all want to do cardio? Y'all want me to run? Y'all want me to... How do you sound like Keenan Thompson right now? Because it was it was pain, pain. Also, I'm Kenan Thompson's little brother. We already know this, but come on, we talking about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, really, if you think back to it, there was no like culture of like, hey, let's do this together. You had, you had, uh, I think Coach Y was the person that I liked the best. And then Forsyth is always breathing down your neck. And then you had a guy like Torsha who was always yelling at you. And every sentence somehow ended with a T. Do you remember? Do you remember? Please give uh, me an example of that, I, please. I remember. So I remember. I remember being a sophomore in high school, and I, I, this is a this is a fun fact. I used to be in the Thespians Club, the drama club, in my sophomore year of high school, 
And the women's basketball team would practice in the gym, which is adjacent to the theater at, at uh, Manuka Central Campus. And you would always hear uh, Torsha, Coach Torsha, yelling, rebound! Like there was always a T at the end of everything. He was a, uh, a driving instructor and you'd be like, hey, can I turn right here? And he would say, you can. Like, can I or can I not? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there was I so, just, like, I feel like that's why we ended up being the way we were, Fletch. Like, like the, just the gym teachers, there was nobody who was really there to really give us enthusiasm to really get out there with it. Like, right. Man. And then, and then there was Harding. Do you remember Harding? I do not remember Harding. That guy sucks. That guy sucks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what did Harding do to you? He was like a bro. He was like a classic bro. Uh, Sauce doesn't like bros. Uh, I don't like bros. Surprised he still talks to me. <laughs> yeah, bros. I mean, you're borderline, man. I'm a bro bro. You're borderline. <laughs> Look at the gold sure. chain. Look at the gold chain. Dude, I him. broke my other one <laughs> yesterday. Where? Look, hold up. Chain check. There it is. Yeah, pop him out. It's my pop little baby, out, too. Oh no, dude! He broke it in the middle of the links too. Yeah, there's no salvaging that. I That's don't think, baby. but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'll take it to the jeweler today, and we'll see. Chicago jewelers. Ooh. What else do I have to talk about? What oh, else? I do got, you want? I got. I got. I got one thing. Does Does Big Meat listen to your songs on repeat? Yo, yo, my father, my father. Yeah, he does. I- you call, <laughs> wait, hold on. You call your dad Big Meat? Listen, I do call my father. <laughs> I don't call him Big Meat. I I I call him Meat because Demetrius. <laughs> uh, oh, got it. Understood. They've, they've always my dad's always been a big dude too. Like I get this, I, I'm barrel chested. I get this barrel chest from that man. So like, like they've always called him Meat, Meat, Meat. And see, it started. Here's here's where they they, they tried to, they tried to integrate me. Hey, what's going on, little meat? Nah, cut that short. Cut no. that quick. Cut that real quick, dog. Mm-mm. We're not doing that. Uh, We're not well, doing that. Well, yeah, I was gonna say the the existence of big meat implies that there may be a. I'd rather be I'd rather be meat junior. I, I meat junior. I, I take meat junior over. We need a junior. Meat. Hey, so here's a song idea. You know the the Rick Ross. I think a big meat. Larry Hoover. You should do I'm one. Big of, I'm big meat. I think I'm big meat. And then something, something, something. I've, I've, you know what? Listen, I've got my dad in the studio. Listen, I, I just, I'm going to send you that. Now that you bring that up. I've got my dad in the studio before. Me and my dad have made music together. So like. <laughs> I like how his like, Instagram is like uh, uncle something or whatever. Uncle meat. Uncle, uncle meat. <laughs> uncle meat, the one and only, baby. You got plugged. You're welcome to be just Thank you. I love, <laughs> I love when your I love when your uh, when your grandma pops up in your songs too. Ah, dude, I love like especially especially in uh, in simp when she's talking about I love myself. Dude, when I tell you that conversation was <laughs> it was flawless. That was that was her genuine first answer off rip. Like she didn't she didn't hesitate. She didn't think twice about it. She said myself. I I can love and care about myself. She. My grandmother has always been a very strong-willed individual, a very, a very moving forward. You know what I'm saying? We have to, we have to continue to rise, keep going. We have to do. Make sure she's the matriarch, to. right? Yes, 100 yeah. percent the matriarch. That that ass, my rock, my angel. I love that woman. Love that woman to death. Yeah, I get that. I get that 100. percent That's how me and my grandma are too. See, uh, right now I know she's over here ear hustling, trying to see what's going on in this room. But, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. but. Sauce, it's 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 that month it's the third week of you know what yes yeah let's get let's get to that in, in just a second i wanted to ask quickly before we got there cub um fletch one of the things i love about your music is is knowing that you're from uh chicagoland from chicago originally correct Mm-hmm. And then obviously spending a bunch of time in, in the Joliet area, I know a lot of your uh, your local drops, right? Like your, the things that you mentioned about Joliet and things like that, I know those things. And that makes it really cool for me to listen to your music as well. Do you have a favorite um, like drop that you have put in a song? Like a favorite drop? Like from Joliet? 
Yeah, like Joliet or I, I guess, yeah, just from Joliet because uh, maybe not everybody uh, from Joliet would know the Chicago references. But is there a favorite Joliet reference that you have? Uh, I personally love the one uh, where you talk about a former coworker of ours. Uh, I forget how the line goes, but it revolves around <laughs> Haley Lino. <laughs> um, that's a good one. That's a solid one. <laughs> Oh, damn, Ryan. <laughs> uh, probably right now up top there with me is, um, damn, dude, I'm trying to think of like my best one. Uh, took Shorty to Louis, um, Breakfast at Louis took Shorty to Gucci. You still in Charlotte Rouge? Breakfast at like, Louis. <laughs> Breakfast at Louis, dog. Breakfast at Louis is a dangerous, dangerous escapade. Man. <laughs> Man, <laughs> low key is I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real honest with you, big dog. Louis is only something I've heard about. I still am missing. Because of Barnes, is it because of Barnes? I, at Barnes is the one who put me on to what Louis is, and I was like, don't go to Louis. Don't go. Geez. Don't go to Louis. You'll get your, he- you hey. your head blown off. Listen, listen. He's told me about that, but he also told me it was packed out the next day. So I mean, like that means the food's <laughs> pretty good. He lives by that. He fucking lives by that. <laughs> he lives Every- by that. Every single day at JJC on the bridge in the mornings, Nick Barnes would show up ready for class with, with two, with two like styrofoam containers, one with an omelet and the other with like pancakes and sausage in it. That man lives for Louie's breakfast, bro. <laughs> he lives for Louie's breakfast. Yes, he he lives. He the used to riddle, live for Mc- the McGriddle. Low key, his, his position on the McGriddle has changed, man. I thought my man's would be McGriddle for life, but he was like, nah, man, I had to put them to the side. I was like, crazy 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 it's like well when he went when he went sober of of the mcgriddle it was like steve-o going sober off of drugs uh that's 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 how crazy (laughs) that's how crazy that was to all of us that's for sure if you know Um, you you saw him with one i'm I'm gonna go ahead and get this mcgriddle (laughs) he used to take pictures of his mcgriddles with the hash browns in the middle yeah nope yep (laughs) every morning and yes, sir. Okay, so it is. Let's let's bring it down the stretch here. Uh, it it is like Cub said, the third week of Thick Athletes Month, and I, sure. I think I think that we've let this go for for too long, Fletch. Uh, we'd like to extend an offer. We'd like to extend an invitation um, into the the hallowed club that we have created, the Thick Athletes Society, um, and we're we're curious if you'd accept. Uh, I would love to be a part of the thick athlete. What's I would love that. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a pretty thick individual. You see this? You, you feel? You know? Yes. Yeah, you say what? Nice uh, stains. Look. Hey, look, man. Hey, look, bro. I'm sweating. I'm nervous. All right? Oh, oh, oh! I didn't. Sorry. Oh, jeez. Come on, bro. <laughs> Okay, uh, so here's here's a couple of, of baseline rules for being in, for being in the club. Uh, number one, you have to tell everybody your measurements. So that's uh, that's height and size. All right, uh, and we celebrate this here. So don't feel bad. We celebrate. We don't body this. shame, except if, if it's my body. Uh, hi, my name is Fletch. Uh, I'm six feet. Uh, I'm two hundred and eighty-two pounds, and um, right now I'm in a I'm in a three X. You feel me? We working our way to a two. You know? Fuck we yeah! That's what we like to hear. That's Thank the shit you, that we love to hear. Uh, uh, and, and then the next thing that you have to know, the next thing that you must know, is that going forward, we are your biggest support. Well, you know we're your biggest yeah, supporters. Yeah, we don't even need to say this. We're also your biggest defenders, right? So if anybody ever at any time comes your way with some bullshit. And they're pressing you on social media. We're your guys. You direct them to us. We skull fuck them for you. <laughs> hey, yo, I love you, motherfuckers, bro. Yes, bro. And you already know it's vice versa with me. I don't care what, what point of start am I get. You know what I'm saying? If somebody come messing with the podcast, you feel me? You running it up. We running hey. it up. It don't matter. Hey, you getting ratioed. We get ratioed, dog. <laughs> You need to make a full version of our theme song because so many people ask me, what is that? What is that? Where can I find this? I'm like, you can't because it's only for us. People you know love what? that song. All I got. 
I got you. Say <laughs> he less. started singing. He's all I got. <laughs> it, it's catchy as fuck, bro. I, I and we we still obviously appreciate you for doing that, and we appreciate you for stopping by and giving us so much of your time this this morning. Um, we love you, man. We're so of happy course. for your success. We're you so happy too, that you finally dropped Simp. Uh, we will Simp for Simp. I think that's how that would work. Simp. <laughs> But make sure that you go check out Simp wherever you find music on Apple Music, Spotify, or YouTube. Go check our boy Fletch, Fletcher, Fletch the Eighth. We're figuring out the marketing scheme behind we're, that we're, at the moment. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yo, thank you guys so much for having me. You know I love you boys to death, man. You know it's always going to be love for me. I yes, got sir. you guys. And you already know theme songs. You, are, you know I got y'all niggas. Like, oh, you know, yeah. You know, it's, you, know, it's, it's, you, know, you know, it's whatever, right? It's never like a, it's never like a, it's never like a. And I always put people on for you bro, to make them bro, a theme song. A hundred percent. Can I let y'all in on a little secret though? Yeah. yeah. Like you guys, you guys are, you guys are, you know, you got, you got me? Uh-huh. If I, if I showed you this, what would you think about it? 53? What, what is, is that 53 to you? Is that what it looks like? No, is that, that, that reminds me of static three. Hmm. That sounds nice. All right. Talk to you later, guys. Love you. Bye. <laughs> See you, Cam. Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah. All I got is missed calls on my line. Yeah, never seen a pick up right on time. Yeah, if I don't call back, leave me alone. Please leave a message at the tone. All I got is missed calls on my line. Yeah, never seen a pick up right on time. Yeah, if I don't call back, leave me alone. Hey, please leave a message at the tone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. That AT&T, yeah. never gon' answer me yeah. That thing you think, yeah. I'ma pull up the thing Hey, 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 get the thing, yeah Hey, yeah, yeah The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time Goodbye